At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beat in cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great in clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. I find that... A lot of cookies don't necessarily benefit from using a mixer, you know, in the style that I want. I want really chewy, like pleasantly dense. Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Jesse Sefcik coming to you from my kitchen in Brooklyn. Today we'll be making a recipe from my debut solo cookbook called Cookies, the New Classics. And surprise, we're going to be making a cookie, specifically a red wine brownie cookie. We're going to be doing everything together, gathering all the ingredients together and going through every step alongside each other. So feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters. This is going to be really handy when we let the melted butter cool, when we bake the cookies, things like that. So let's get started. Okay, to make these cookies, you're going to need some pretty staple ingredients. You're going to need two sticks of unsalted butter. You don't have to let this soften. Cold is totally fine. We're going to be melting it anyways. You need two cups of dry red wine. For this, you can honestly use any variety you want. I'm using Pinot Noir, but since we're reducing the wine, honestly, you can use some cheap stuff. You can even mix together maybe two or three varieties you have if you have, you know, bottles that are almost empty. Totally cool. You're going to need one third cup plus two tablespoons of granulated sugar. You're going to keep that divided because those two tablespoons go into the reduction while the one third cup goes into the dough. You're going to need three and one fourth cups spooned and leveled all-purpose flour, which is about 416 grams. You're going to need half a cup, which is 45 grams, natural unsweetened cocoa powder. And if you have little clumps or it's kind of chunky, just go ahead and sift that. You're going to need a teaspoon baking powder, a teaspoon baking soda, and a teaspoon of kosher salt. You're going to need one and a half cups packed light brown sugar, two large eggs. I like to keep them on the counter for about an hour so they come to room temperature. This just helps the dough come together. It's super smooth and cohesive. You're going to need two teaspoons of vanilla extract. And last but not least, eight ounces semi-sweet chocolate roughly chopped and after you chop that it's about one and one third cups and if you go into the grocery store most of the bars for baking come in four ounces so just pick up two of those and in terms of equipment you know this is kind of a one bowl recipe super easy you're gonna need a saucepan to reduce the wine you need a mixing bowl, a whisk, a spatula, some baking sheets with either parchment or non-stick baking mats. And then if you have a cookie scoop, 
you can use that. For this, they make pretty large cookies, so you want a number 16 scoop, which is about two and one-third inches wide, which is about one-fourth cup. So if you don't have that, you can use a one-fourth cup measure. Totally cool. And that's all you're going to need, so let's get started. Okay, so the first step of this recipe is to take your butter, and we're going to put it into a small saucepan, and we're going to cook it until it browns. So let me light this. All right. So for this, you know, the brown butter is of course gonna add a nutty, like caramely, almost like buttered toast flavor, which is nice. Yes, obviously, but it's actually for a reason. We're browning the butter because when the butter browns, the water inside of the butter evaporates. And you know, you might think butter doesn't have that much water, but it actually does. Each stick of butter has about a tablespoon, you know, probably more of water in it. And since we're going to be adding red wine, we want to take as much liquid out of this butter as we can. Because cookie dough that has liquid in it, like wet cookie dough, you know, you might think that means it's going to turn out fudgy or moist or whatever, but it actually makes the cookies turn out cakey and drier. You know, kind of weird, counterintuitive, but that's not what we want. So we're gonna cook out all of this liquid. So the butter, if you can hear it, it's starting to kind of sizzle and pop. That is what we want. It's basically gonna hit a point where it's super sizzly, kind of like violently popping, and then it gets quiet. And that's when the changes start happening and those milk solids start to brown. And that's when you'll know that it is about done. So I'll let this do its thing. And while that's cooking away, we're going to make sure you have your two cups of red wine handy and those two tablespoons of granulated sugar. Cause that is gonna be our next step. This happens pretty quickly. So in terms of butter, I just use classic sweet cream American butter. You can use European, that'll totally work. European butter is generally higher in fat. It generally has a somewhat sour, more complex flavor because it's cultured, which is nice. But for this, there's so much going on in these cookies that I just use standard kind of cheap butter and it works just fine. So you can probably hear that this is quite active. Ooh, just popped on me. Give it a stir. And you know, with this, you can, there's kind of like two camps you can go in. You can go like the high heat, quick, violent, kind of high risk one, which is what I'm doing now, I'll be honest, is what I usually do. Just keep an eye on it, stir it, nothing bad's gonna happen. Or you can kind of be more patient, turn it down to medium, be a bit more hands off and have insurance that nothing bad's gonna happen. But I'm not worried, got it over high heat, giving it a stir, it was looking good. I generally find it takes about four to six minutes to brown butter, especially two sticks, that's a pretty high amount. It smells really nice. And you'll see throughout the cookbook, there's a lot of brown butter. And like I said, it's not necessarily because I love the taste of brown butter, which, you know, I do, how could you not? But it's more because I'm trying to control the consistency of the dough. You know, so if you look throughout the boozy chapter, you know, all booze is liquid. So almost all of the recipes in the boozy chapter have you brown the butter. And again, that's just to get rid of all of the moisture, so it's kind of a cool technique. And why I pick 
this recipe to be on this podcast because it's just a very simple recipe. You know, you don't need an electric mixer or anything like that, but there's like a lot of technique involved in it. But technique, you know, you might not even know why. You might just think, oh, it's delicious because brown butter, which, okay, to be fair, it is. So it is starting to turn color. In my pot, I wish you could see it kind of around the edges, there's like little brown bits that are starting to stick to the pot. And that's a good thing. That means we're getting to where we need it to be. I kind of scrape those down, almost just like splash the butter onto the sides of the pan and put them back in it, but either way. So I don't know if you just heard, but that sizzling is kind of quieting down and the foam on top was you know maybe like an inch tall the buttery foaminess and it's kind of subsiding now see it's almost like silent now and that means that the butter is just about ready like it smells so i'm gonna take this off of the heat now i'm giving it a stir and i have a heat proof bowl i'm using just a tempered glass one and I'm pouring it and I'm gonna scrape down the bowl to get all of those burnt bits in there because that's all those milk solids that taste delicious, you know, have that kind of caramel toast flavor. So that's gonna hang out in my bowl. And the next part is fun, but kind of scary. So we're gonna add two cups of the red wine and then the two tablespoons of sugar. And the pan is still really hot because Brown butter is like very, very hot actually. So we're gonna reduce the wine right in there. And you know, you might have some little burnt bits stuck from the butter on the pot and this wine is gonna get rid of it. So I'm gonna pour in the wine and in, there, in the recipe it says, be careful, it's gonna sizzle. So you will hear that, are you ready? So yes, that is that. I'm putting it back on the heat and I'm adding that two tablespoons of sugar. And I'm using that same exact spatula. Stir it in and you can almost like, again, like paint the sides of the pot with that wine to kind of deglaze it. And we are gonna let this cook. We want it to reduce into this almost black, like really dark red syrup that has like big bubbles that bubble up almost like a really loose caramel. And what we're doing here is we're gonna get all of the flavor, all of those tannins, kind of that, you know, punchy acidic flavor from the two cups of red wine. And we're gonna reduce it all the way down to one third cup. So again, like that water we took out of the butter by browning it, we're putting that water back in, in the form of reduced red wine. So that's how we're creating this cookie. So this takes a while, it takes 16 to 18 minutes to reduce the wine to one third cup. And what I find easiest to do is once, you know, it's looking very thick and very reduced, I'll just keep my Pyrex measuring glass aside and I'll just dump it right in there and see when it hits one third cup. And you know, if you accidentally over reduce it, say you're at a fourth cup, you can just add a splash of water to get it to one third cup. But it's take about, you know, 15 minutes, 16 minutes, and I just stir it every now and then. So if you're cooking along, this is a great place to pause and then I will meet you back once everything is reduced. And we're back. 
This is Play Me Recipe. I am Jesse Sefjack, and today we are making red wine brownie cookies. It is a recipe out of my new cookbook called Cookies. And we're coming right back to the point where I just reduced the red wine. So I poured it into a measuring glass. I am at one third cup. That is perfect. That is exactly where we want it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pour this red wine reduction into the melted brown butter. So the brown butter is still really hot if you feel it. Um, and the reduction is of course hot. So right in there, it's kind of cool looking. You know, it like doesn't combine because it's fat and liquid. So it's this cool kind of like dark red center with like butter around it. Anyways, irrelevant. But so because that's so hot, um, it needs to cool for 15 minutes before we add everything to it. So set your timer now for 15 minutes. And then in the meantime, we can get everything ready. I have two sheet trays. I use two and I have nonstick baking mats on them. Again, you can use parchment, doesn't really matter. I find that the nonstick baking mats kind of help the cookies spread easier. Therefore, like they look a bit prettier, but you know, who cares? So I'm also gonna get my dry ingredients ready. So I have another bowl and I'm gonna add my flour. I'm also going to add cocoa powder. I'm gonna add baking soda and baking powder. And then I have the kosher salt. Now, if you don't have kosher salt, you just have say like table salt or something like that on hand. Um, if you reference the beginning of my book, I have like a little info thing that breaks down, you know, this much table salt equals this much kosher salt equals this much yada yada. And it's because like different types of salts are different sizes. You know, the crystals can be large, they can be small. So they translate as like being saltier, some of them. So just reference that if you're using a different kind. Then I'm gonna get a whisk and I'm gonna whisk all these dry ingredients together. You know, rarely in the book will I tell you to sift something because I feel like if you put your dry ingredients in a bowl and you whisk them, that's like pretty much equivalent. It does the job, no biggie. And then also what we're gonna do is we are going to open your oven and you wanna make sure you have a rack at the upper and the lower thirds. So you want two racks evenly positioned. Um, this is just gonna make sure that the cookies bake evenly. You know, you don't want one super close to the bottom of the oven. It's gonna get way too hot. Yeah, so make sure you're all good there. I'm good. And then we are going to start preheating it to 350. So the butter mixture needs 15 minutes to cool. My oven is preheating. I got everything ready to go. So again, we're gonna take another quick break and then we're gonna check back in and we can finally make the dough, bake it off, all the waiting will be over. So I will see you in 15 minutes. We have the red wine, the butter cooled. It's been 15 minutes. We have everything ready to go. So now is the fun part. We're gonna make the dough. So to this butter mixture, we are going to add the remaining white sugar right into there. 
as well as brown sugar. And for this cookie, it is a higher proportion of brown sugar to white sugar. I want them brownie-like, so I want that kind of chew, molassesy, that moistness that brown sugar gives. So those are both in there, and I'm gonna take a whisk, and we're just gonna whisk this. And so at first it's gonna look grainy, but if you keep mixing, the residual heat from the butter and from that wine is gonna kind of help it come together and get almost like, like elasticy. It's gonna kind of emulsify into this like kind of ribbony thick mixture that has kind of like a mahogany red color. And that's exactly what you want. Kind of dissolving the sugar will help the cookies come together later, help give you some of those nice cracking. So that's exactly what we want. Cool, so this is good. Just takes like 30 seconds there. Next, we are gonna add two large eggs. And these eggs have been sitting on my counter for quite a while. They're no longer cold. So there's one. And there is two. We are also going to add two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Now, all throughout the cookie book, I use, I would say, a lot of vanilla. You know, rarely you're gonna find a recipe with just one teaspoon of vanilla. I feel like, similar to garlic, it's kind of like hard to overdo it. Okay, there's one. So I just keep going. Oftentimes, I'll even say tablespoon or recipe. So this one has two teaspoons. Then we're gonna whisk it up. And that is all of our wet ingredients. So you just want to whisk it until combined. Cool. And then I'm going to ditch that whisk and I'm going to switch to a spatula. I'm just using that same spatula that I stirred the reduction with. And then straight to that, those dry ingredients that you combine before the break are gonna go straight in there. And then we're just gonna kind of like gently mix this, kind of like a folding action. So this is a no mixer recipe. A ton of the recipes in my book are no mixer. I find that a lot of cookies don't necessarily benefit from using a mixer, you know, in the style that I want. I want really chewy, like pleasantly dense, moist, like almost that like slightly underbaked texture. That's my ideal cookie. I don't like really fluffy cookies, really cakey cookies, really light or airy ones. So for me, like creaming the butter and sugar together isn't necessarily something I want to do. So for a lot of them, I just ditched that and I did this. I just mix everything together in a bowl, you know, makes it easier and it makes it taste better. Okay, so my dough is like mostly cohesive. Like most of the flour, that dry mixture is in it, like dissolved, there's not a ton of pockets, there's some. So what I'm gonna do is add the chopped chocolate. So again, this is about one and one third cups or eight ounces. I'm gonna fold this in and this last few mixes to get the chocolate evenly distributed is gonna take care of those final pockets of flour. You know, I think it's better to undermix the dough versus overmix it. So I wish you could see it. It looks literally like brownie batter. It is kind of like maybe a tad looser than a traditional cookie dough. It's got like a gloss to it, a sheen. It's got this really deep brown color with just like the faintest kind of like 
deep, deep, almost black red color. And if you smell it, you can like definitely smell the butter and the wine. It's just really cool. So I have a cookie scoop and this is a one fourth cup capacity cookie scoop. This is a big one. So, you know, if you don't have this, just grab your one fourth cup dry measure, pack the dough in there, roll it into balls, totally cool. So what I'm gonna do is six per tray and I'm spacing them at least two inches apart. You know, these are big cookies, so they need quite a bit of space to expand. And this recipe makes 18 cookies, 18 really large cookies. So I have two trays here. So what I'm gonna do is bake two of them, rotating them halfway through baking. And then I'm gonna let the pans cool for 15 minutes before I reuse one of them and bake another batch on it. You know, I don't want to bake directly on a hot sheet pan because that means that the bottom of the cookies are gonna get crispy. You know, they could even burn before the cookie has time to cook. So just make sure if you're reusing these, let your pans cool for 15 minutes before using them and you will be totally good to go. So I have, that's my last one. That is number 12. And what we're gonna do is we're going to bake these off. It takes 11 to 14 minutes and you'll know because the cookies will spread out. They will start cracking on top and like the sheen, like that shine from the dough will turn matte. So you can like tell by looking that they're just not wet anymore. So for me, like in my oven, it's about 12 minutes, but 11 to 14 is a sweet spot. I'm gonna bake both these ones. I'm gonna pop them in now, let it cool for 15 minutes, do the last batch, and then I will meet you here. This is the fun part, we get to eat them. So I'll see you soon. We just made our red wine brownie cookies. I baked off three batches. I've let them cool for about 15 minutes. They look great and I'm so excited to go ahead and start eating them. If I look at them, they have nice cracking on top and around the edges. They're like heavy, but in a good way, in a way that implies that they're like fudgy and dense on the inside. And if I rip it open, it's still like so moist inside. It's just like everything great about a brownie and everything great about a cookie, with just like the subtle kind of like nuanced wine flavor. I'm gonna eat a piece. Mm-hmm, very good. It's just such a fun, simple recipe with just like a little bit of a twist. And I'm so happy you made it with me today. I hope yours turned out great. I hope you're just as excited. I hope you feel like you bake something cool. You know, that's my ultimate goal with this cookbook. So, you know, if you wanna follow me for even more of the recipes, you can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Sefczak. My last name is very Polish. It is S-Z-E-W. C-Z-Y-K, and thank you so much for letting me play you a recipe today. And until next time.